0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a a bit of a journey here. Uh, We had some technical difficulties, but it looks like we have everything under control. Fingers crossed, eyes crossed, eyes dotted, and T's and all that other good stuff. But I am so very excited for this guest that is about to grace your ears and your eyeballs. Let me tell you a little bit about this phenomenal tv icon and film actress miss karen ward ross she <laughs> is an actress a producer writer writer excuse me and a global content creator now she's been on a couple of shows that you might recognize the bet's the game which was one of my favorites hbo's entourage jane the virgin Lucifer on Fox. She was also a series regular on Bounce TV's Grown Folks. And she was also nominated for the Best Actress in a Comedic Series by the Indie Spirit Awards. But it gets better, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) She is the co-producer, executive producer, and writer of the hit television show on all black monogamy that I just started watching yesterday because technical di- difficulties everywhere. Amazon was acting a hot a hot mess yesterday. <laughs> and I started watching monogamy yesterday. And to say that I am intrigued would be an understatement because this show, if if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you going to all black. And if you are not a subscriber, go subscribe watch monogamy because by the by the time the weekend gets here i will be done the series and they're actually working on season three as we speak but without further ado miss karen ward ross what's up everyone thank you so much for joining a conversation with a podcast for and about real independent filmmakers. There's absolutely nothing Hollywood about this podcast and we're going to dive into what it takes to make a successful independent film on a shoestring budget we all know how that is so we're going to talk to some content creators we're going to talk to some film festival curators we're going to talk with screenwriters we're going to talk with actors and actresses to get an insight on what it takes to make a successful independent film what it takes to be a successful content creator we're going to run the entire gamut of the real independent film industry so we are so excited to have you with us, so sit back and enjoy A Conversation With, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. Karen, oh. thank you so much wow. for thank joining me on A Conversation With. How are you?
1: I am wonderful, Floyd. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am so thrilled and honored to be here with you and all of, all of our friends here in the social media land and it's going to be fun. So y'all buckle up because <laughs> we had a rough ride trying to get this thing started.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, You know what? It's so interesting because I know you're, you're very big into manifestation and, you know, all things that will make you better. And normally mm-hmm. when you're in that type of space, when you're stepping into who you are, there, yeah. there are always forces that are working against you to try to take you off your game. And I was watching you in an interview on IG Live of Wednesday, I think it was, and you were talking about your ring light. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I got a new one for you for it.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, right. So Mm -hmm. you you got the new ring light, and then we have we had all these technical difficulties, but that's okay because you know what? Again, it it just builds the anticipation.
1: mm -hmm. Like I said, then I have I I try to live in a space of it didn't come to harm you, and to expand you.
2: Absolutely. So if
1: you look like through that lens, then even you know the hiccups, setbacks, because literally one second before I'm supposed to go do this my ring light, you know, falls apart. And I also I have sit, Like I'm not stressed out I do just feel a like, you know, lot like, from inside of me. Um can you hear me okay? Is the uh is the Wi Fi okay?
2: It
0: went it went a little weird, but then you're fine now.
1: Okay. Um, and same thing here. You know, we had a technical difficulty, but, and this is something, this is a process. This is something I'm learning to do, but it makes life much more enjoyable. And, you know, the, the same, and don't sweat the small stuff. It just, after the pandemic, nobody got time for the blood pressure going up, stressing off of things. So it's like, you know what? Okay. It happened. That's Now we are going that was a great interview. We're here now, so that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's get this thing started. So, one thing that I like to ask all my guests, and especially with you, because you you went to the Alvin Ailey School of Dance. So the question I have is what came first? Were Were you always, um? did you always think that you were going to be in this space? Let's go back to young Karen. So how yeah. did all of this start? You
1: know, I said this before, but I came into the world as uh, soon as I was conscious of myself, knowing what I was put on this planet to do, from the age of four or five years old, watching a TV series called Fame, watching Debbie Allen, all the dancers on Fame, I loved it. I was riveted. I was glued. I mean, I just, it just, it just spoke to me. Also, Punky Brewster at that time, uh, and she had freckles like me, but I loved how I. Felt. I knew that I wanted to make people feel. I'm a very uh, emotional, touchy-feely, very in touch with my emotions type person, um, and have been. That's just how I, how I came in, and I knew at that moment that this is this is, is natural, as breathing. And so what happened was, and it's taken my dealt of time to figure this out. Was I would visualize myself on pain. Now here I am, you know, six seven years old, visualizing myself on fame, and they had no kids on there, it wasn't a kid show. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was through a series of events, um, Shamin Bernard, who's a wonderful casting director, saw me in a play and recommended that I audition for the TV show. Mm-hmm. They were casting Leroy's niece. Leroy was the brother on the show. We all, he had Conroy, the great dancer. Yes. That rest his soul. Um, and I was going in this audition and, you know, there were tons of kids, three, four hundred kid actors that were all in the business. They knew what they were doing. They were studying. They were taking classes. Here I was, raw, unrefined, didn't know what I was doing with that audition. And truth be told, Lord, I probably didn't do that good of a job just because I was untrained, but I was authentic and I was raw and I was real. So I was leaving that audition. And I turned back around to the casting director, my little seven-year-old self, I said, you know what? I can do this part, okay? Mm. Walked out. And what I later learned was after that, that was the very thing that made the casting director say, hmm, I'm gonna bring her back because that was the essence of the character. My character was Tina Johnson and she was this precocious, feisty little girl um, you know, who, who you know was, had the neck rolling and everything. So anyway, the essence of me is what got me the part, even though the qualifications of me didn't necessarily read on paper. And so that was a good lesson for me and for all of us. I feel like that whenever you're trying to go for a goal or accomplish something, even if you don't have the credentials, you don't have the education, or you don't have the credits, your soul, your spirit, your, excuse me, I'm getting so fired up, I'm sitting. No, no, no. Your, um, your, <laughs> inner conviction will open the door, your faith, if you will, will open the door for you that seems impossible. And so that's something that I had to catch up to as an adult because we forget, but little Karen has always known that. That was a very long answer, but I hope you got the point.
0: No, you know what? That was actually a phenomenal answer. Um, and it's interesting because I was listening to uh, one of my uh, favorite mentors who actually doesn't know they're one of my mentors, is Ed Milet. And he had Mm -hmm. two guests on today, and they wrote this book called Ask. And Mm -hmm. they basically have seven things that block people from actually Mm -hmm. coming into their blessing. And one of the things that they talked about was the innocence of children and how they're Mm -hmm. so uninhibited that they have no problem asking for what they want. Yeah. And, yes. and it's so funny that I was actually reading a book by Tim, Tim S. Glover, who, who trained Kobe and Michael Jordan, and he talked hmm. about the exact same thing. He said, mm-hmm. You're born uninhibited. Yes. He said, if you, look at a, if you look at a baby, a baby will ask you for anything and everything. They can't articulate it verbally, but they'll right. ask you anything and dare you to not give it to them. But right. then as we yeah. grow into adulthood, all of these restrictions, oh, don't don't ask too many questions. Oh no, you're yeah. not supposed to do this or you're supposed to behave a certain way. Whereas with you, yeah. the young you, you just went into that mm-hmm. ca- casting session, raw, Damn. untapped, raw. and yes. you said, you know what, <laughs> I can do I this can do- and I'm gonna yes. do it. And it makes such an impression on people. But as adults, we lose that because again, we we deal with so many restrictions that society yeah. places on us. So now with you as an actress and a dancer, how did you deal with, with those types of situations? Because being, and I'm going to say it because it's true, a black woman in a white mm-hmm. space, how did you deal with those restrictions when they would say, okay, well, no, you know what, Karen, that ain't for you. Or, uh, Maybe you should, you know, go out for this particular role as opposed to the role of the doctor or the role of the scientist. So, as you were coming up through the ranks, how did you deal with that?
1: That's a great question, and it's not deal with it. It's uh, it's still an ongoing process. So I mm. still deal with it. It's, uh, it's you know ever present. Um, it was interesting because as a child actor, as a black child actor. I was never allowed to wear earrings. Mm. Uh, They didn't want uh, my agents and managers and the culture at that time didn't want to wear earrings, which is interesting. Not quite sure. I mean, I have some ideas of maybe the psychology behind that. Um, Subsequently, I often wear hoops. (laughs) I love hoops. Uh, I love them because I love them. But a big part of it is kind of the rebellious part of me of, don't wear hooks because it was perceived as too ethnic yeah. at that time. Um, and I navigate an interesting space, even in Hollywood, since you know we're just transparent of either not being black enough or or um, being too black, which is interesting, whatever that means. And please. Because I'm using air quotes with black enough, mm-hmm. We're not a monolithic, monolithic construct. Um, so that's always been a very hard space for me to navigate personally. Um, I even had recently uh, a good executive producer friend of mine is working on a show and she was very honest with me. She said, you great, right, but they don't see a fair-skinned black woman. In the park. And I understand that. I understand the historical context of that. And I am team, let's have brown, dark-skinned beauties ever present because historically, we have only allowed space for fair-skinned black women. So on a bigger level, I understand that. And I agree with it and I appreciate it and I respect it on a personal level, it's still difficult for me because I am what I am. Mm -hmm. I can't change that. So to be denied an opportunity potentially for a role because my skin isn't the right hue of brown is hard. You know what I mean? So um, that is something that I've had to do. And I think every Black actress in this business, whether you are the light of the light to the, the, you know, our richer dark melanated sisters, we all deal with it. It's just, it's messed up and it is what it is um, and i think the lighting in that is that it really is an opportunity to tell your own story and that's what i'm centered in, in i I'm no longer asking for permission to live my mission but to actually execute it on my own terms and in my own way um because regardless of what society and culture says that we have around skin color and we can go into a whole conversation around that. I am a uh, force to be reckoned with and I have stories to tell that touch on a universal cord. And so my invitation for us all is to really go to that place. Like what story am I here to tell? And not even give credence or attention to who or what is blocking it, but be about the business of excavating the beliefs. you said, Hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at, not at all. Not at all. But you know what? That that's very interesting that you should say that because one of the things that I really try to drive home to people and especially our people is the fact that you need to create your own yes. because so often you're told well as you were told well you're not the right skin tone or well you're not black enough and I've had that situation in casting calls where they say uh can you can you do it blacker and I'm like look it can't it can't get no blacker than what it is you know
1: but but Nicole is sassy um let's make her sassy that's always call for you know make her more black but yeah I got you (laughs)
0: I hear you. <laughs> yeah, and I and and I'm sitting here saying, okay, um, you know, how black do you want it? I, I, it, it's as black as is, it's as black as it's, it's going to get. So with that, you you began creating your own content. I'm not I'm not going to jump ahead to ten nineteen because I want to get a little further, get to that a little further down the line. But how soon oh, okay. did you decide that you know what? I'm not going to allow someone to dictate my success for me i'm going to go out there and i'm going to make it myself so when did you when did you come to that decision because you've been in quite a few television shows you've been in Mm -hmm. quite a few films so you're 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 always working and i've seen quite a bit of your work so when did you come to the decision that you wanted to create your own and, and, and basically make your own table as opposed to always asking for a seat at someone else's.
1: Another great question. I think if I'm really looking at it, it's a, it's a continuous decision. It's a choice. It's, a, it's something I keep choosing. And there's often something in me that has known that just being an actress or just being a producer didn't apply to me. Uh, I like to remove the just, let's just erase it, take it off the table. I am an actress, I am a producer, a writer, a dancer, and a couple other things that we talk about on another segment. But that's always lived in me. So I, I think what had to happen Floyd, was the belief in myself had to be amplified that I could do it. So that's what I'm always constantly choosing to step inside of, like, you know what, Karen? Yes, you can do it. And this is what we're gonna do. I've been you know, blessed and fortunate to marry my best friend, my partner who was also in the business, Craig Ross Jr., phenomenal filmmaker, writer, producer, director, who conceived of, um, uh, born out of some of our conversations as a married couple, Monogamy, which is the relationship drama series that Boyd was talking about, for those of us, uh, for those of you who may not be familiar. Um, and that was my first real taste of it, of uh, being an executive producer, of uh, making the decisions that I said, oh my gosh, this is, I felt home, like this, this is it, this is what I'm here to do. And so to answer you succinctly, I am still uh, coming to that understanding. But I am more firmly committed and rooted in this idea that instead of trying to be on other people's television shows, let me be about the business of creating my own TV shows because that's really what my heart desires. It just felt like a thing that was so big that I was like, oh, that's too big. I can't do that. And then I have come through my practice, my spiritual practice, my walk, my prayer, my meditation, my journaling, I come to this place I like, no, that's not too big. That's actually your assignment. Mm-hmm. That's what you're here to do and to inspire others to do that also. So I'm in a place in my life where I'm feeling really great. And what's interesting is I'm finding that that energy is being matched by the resources and the support that I need to fulfill that. So when you say yes to yourself, then I believe the universe, the universe is yes with you and starts to bring the people, the circumstances, the situations that are aligned with your vibration of yes.
0: You, you know that is so true. Everything that you just <laughs> said, when you, and, and, and it's, so, it's so weird because the podcast that I was listening to earlier basically talked about that, mm-hmm. that you yeah. have to ask yourself how big do I want this to actually be and then be ready for the answer? Because once the universe answers you back and say, well, I'm going to make it big. You have to then be prepared for that. And I, and I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. And, and, and as I was listening to your interview uh, a few days ago, you talked about when you decided to start your tea business and how you Mm -hmm. You had a few reservations because that wasn't your lane. and it's interesting because oftentimes, we will talk ourselves out of something that is being laid out for us. We will make we will make the the excuses that, hey, you know what maybe i'm I'm not built for that. Maybe I'm not good enough to actually do that when in reality. The universe is basically sitting there waiting for you to put in your order.
1: Yeah. There it is. And you know what? what, it really comes down for me in my life an opportunity to expand my definition of who I think I am. Mm. And a lot of times in my life, I have ascribed and prescribed myself. In a certain way, well i'm an actress and this is what an actress does or i'm a mother and this is what a mother does and those those cues are important because they give us feedback and information in terms of next steps but what i do as an actress what should i do or could i do as a mother and all these other titles but if you're careful if you're not careful they can also be very limited in stifling and i've said this before that i have been playing the drum section but guess what and maybe you know you have, or some other people listening, but you got a whole symphony inside of you. Mm-hmm. You got the drum section, you got, you got the wind, you know what I mean? Like, you've got so many elements to your life, to your personality, to your gifts, and make the music of your life. And sometimes we're so focused just on one part that, like you said, we'll talk ourselves out. So, I did go through that process with Messi and. I am very proud of myself and happy that I've stepped in. And now it's like, what was I thinking? And that's what happens. You, you you get over that hurdle and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. so let me go to the next one. Um, as long as there's breath in your body, you have the gift and the opportunity to keep expanding the definition of who you said you are. So.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It's so funny because oftentimes, you know, we're human, but oftentimes the thought is scarier than the actual act and the process. Exactly. Because once you get through it, you say, oh, so that's, that's all I had to do?
2: That-
1: and then the other point is, I, I have to recognize this, I have to laugh at myself. A lot of what stops us is concerned about what other people think. And the truth of the matter is, ain't nobody thinking about you. Like, think of your own stuff. you got your own, um, you're worried about your own stuff. No one is really thinking about you truthfully. So it's like, go do it. Yeah.
0: Go do it. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Nikki Love. Um mm-hmm. all Nikki Love, all black. She's a um she's a line producer. Yes.
1: she's our EP on our show. I know Nikki well. Yeah.
0: And and she said something interesting because uh Clubhouse, we you know, when it first started, we were actually doing rooms together. And she uh-huh. was speaking to filmmakers about, you know, everybody wants to get on Netflix, and she said, she said Netflix ain't checking for you, and right. and, and and that's basically what you just said. No one is checking right. for you, so you, you're They're sitting, not. yeah, you're I sitting
1: that, like, Karen, I'm over here having these conversations about, oh, you're an actress, so you're going to put out a tea and talk about spiritual stuff. like, no one cares, boo. No one cares. So do it. And then what's happened is I've actually inspired people. yes You know why? Because I'm showing up as my authentic self. I'm showing up as who I am. This is a big part of who I am. I can talk spiritual, esoteric uh, you know, expanding your consciousness, activating your human potential all day. That is my love language. So I'm gonna show up for that on set as a character and I'm gonna show up for that, you know, drinking my tea as a as a soulpreneur, soul entrepreneur. So yeah, I just I think it's funny. I have to laugh to myself and like, boo, no one no one cares. So do
0: you? <laughs> Ain't nobody worrying about you that much. You're worrying about them <laughs> like, worrying about you more than they're actually worried about you.
1: No, just go and do it. If it's something you wanna do, take the first step even. You know what I'm saying? Just the very first step. And you'll you'll just meet you.
0: And, and And you said something interesting how once you decided to make those entrepreneurial moves and you started doing things, the inspiration that you show other people and I always say this to, to people. and I actually had a conversation with a young man who I watched grow up, and he's going through some things uh he was he was in you know Iraq and just you know decorate he's, he's a decorated combat veteran, mm-hmm. but he's really going through mm-hmm. some things. And as I was mm-hmm. sitting there listening to him talk today, because I, and, and and this is what I say, nothing is random because I went in the mm-hmm. store to get something and ended up seeing him and his mom. And we st- we talked for like an hour. But
1: oh wow, the
0: thing is yeah. he was talking about things that they aren't doing for veterans. And I looked at him mm-hmm. and I said, because you're supposed to be the advocate. Mm-hmm. because you're supposed to bring this to their attention. And he said, me? I said, yeah. yes, you. And, you know, he was in Iraq, drove over three IEDs on separate occasions, actually saved his unit. That's where he got the, the Medal of uh, Honor. And, uh, you know, some, wow. some things happened to him. Yeah. And I said, Ed Milet says, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And even some of the yeah. worst things that happen for you may like may seem like they're happening to you. And I said to him, in order for you to be an advocate and to help thousands of other veterans that may not have the capacity to speak as eloquently as you just did, I said, that is what you're supposed to do.
2: Wow. So
0: Mm. Uh when you talk about what you're doing, there may be a young Mm -hmm. lady or young man sitting there saying, I don't know if I can do this. And then here you come Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Say, hey, look at what I'm doing.
1: Right, right. I, I love that, and I I, I agree. Uh, as I said, Marlette said, it doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, which again, I say, it doesn't come to harm me, it can't to expand me. And a lot of times, what's being asked in that moment of pain or setback or constriction is a new you is being asked to be born, to emerge. Um, think that, you know, we don't have to die to die and we're born again, literally, symbolically, metaphorically, every time we choose differently. We choose to say yes to a version of ourselves that we may not be familiar with yet. And that can be scary and it can be uncertain. But guess what? Everyone that you know, that you respect, that you look up to, they have gone through that. None of us are immune. You know what I'm saying? None of us move to this life with 100% confidence and, and certainty that we can do it. It's just that those who have acquired or maintain or access the success that we may want for ourselves, they allowed that voice to be a pebble in comparison to the louder, screaming, raging, bold, boldacious self that says, you know what? I don't know how, but I will. And just taking that first step, as Dr. Bloom reminds us, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take that first step. So a lot of times it's a matter of prioritizing yourself and putting yourself first and saying, even if it's you, know, you want to open up a business or so if you want to have an album, it's taking that very first step that just says, you know what, I'm betting on me, I'm putting me first, and let the tips come and go what may. I'm going to make it happen no matter what. And I have to talk to myself like that. I have to tell myself, you know, I have my doubts, I have my fears, and my trepidation, too. And like, oh, can I do this? But you know what? I'm not leaving this life without using up everything I've been given. I have made that decision, so here it is, what it is. Let's go. We gotta make it work. Gotta make it work.
0: I know that's right. But you know, I want to (laughs) talk a little bit about. We're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit because I also did a little research on your mom. Phenomenal lady, and I actually uploaded the Oath of Manifestation today. Because I heard you talking about that. I heard you talk about about that in your interview, and I said, what is this? Because I'm very big on manifestation, and I'll tell you a little story. As I said, I've seen a lot of your work, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: this is how how manifestation works, and you didn't even know you were doing it. And I said, (laughs) one day... I'm going to talk to that young lady.
1: Wow, boy, and did this not was know that.
0: years ago. And and a- actually, as I was coming home today, I was thinking about that in the car, saying, "Wow, look at this." I yeah. said one day, "I'm going to talk because because you're you know what I love your I love your work, and mm-hmm. you know you, you, because you're always so classy on screen. You know, even when yeah. you're not playing a too classy part, you play it classy." <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 you know, I said, I'm going to talk to her one day because I I just got to, you know, see how, you know, how how she how she works, the inner workings, you know, what's going Mm -hmm. on. And here we are today, like 10 years Mm -hmm. later,
1: talking. Wow. Wow.
0: And see, people just need to understand the power of manifestation. So when I heard you speaking about it and then you said your mom created the oath of manifestation and I heard you recite it. I said,
1: well, yeah, let me go yeah. find this. Yes. yeah, You know what? I'm going to pull it up now. Yes. For those who don't, my mother uh, died with Reverend Earl yeah. Day Ward. My mother was an attorney for a number of years. Um, this city of Los Angeles and retired and then uh, became the minister and uh, over at got with Michael Beckwith, who I did the podcast with like Wednesdays, you know. And she created this phenomenal manifestation that I have used in my life. Whenever I have used it, um, when I say use it, it's it's something that you decide to keep your energy and your vibration aligned to where you want to go. Because what happens is we look to external evidence as proof that we can't or cannot have something. So if you don't have a lot of money in the bank, then that says, "Okay, I'm not going to have money or I can't afford this. If you don't have access to a certain job or career, then we decide that it must not be for me. Oh, it's not God's will, whatever, fill in the blank, you apply. But the real beauty of it, the real power that we have, the agency that we have, is that we have the power and the gift of imagination. And imagination, by its very definition, is the ability to perceive and sense and feel something that's not here yet. That's the beauty of it. Mm So we keep ourselves aligned to that feeling of something that we can't even see yet or faith, then we can allow the, the inner workings that are beyond our understanding to come into play to allow the people, places, and things necessary to bring out our manifestation. So that's what I hear you talking about, Floyd, that you were setting an intention that we would connect. And here we are at the right time, the right space mm-hmm. connecting. I'm honored uh, that you shared that with me and I'm honored to be here with you. My mother's oath of manifestation is a great practice that I use. That allows you uh, to stay focused on what it is that you're intending to create in your life, and not be distracted by realities that you're seeing in your life. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm what I'm in there?
0: Yeah, it makes
2: a lot okay. of sense.
1: Okay, cool. Um, and uh, if you follow me or send me a DM, I can get you directly to my mother's page. She teaches classes. I have a lot of creative folks, a lot of uh, actors, a lot of filmmakers, people who have these amazing, and I've had in my life personally, some of my biggest breakthroughs in my career have been being in her class, doing the Oath of Manifestation, because again, it keeps you on the course of keeping your mind riveted on, okay, this is what I'm manifesting. This is where I'm going. I don't care if I didn't get the audition. I don't care if they didn't call me back or they denied my script or I got a rejection letter, you stay rooted in the truth. And the truth is there's a space and a place for you, even if you can't see it in the physical realm right now. That's, you know, these are the laws of manifestation. So it's some deep stuff. So hit me up if you know if you guys are interested.
0: Definitely. They definitely need to check that out because I actually texted it to a couple of my friends because uh, I,
1: um,
0: I do a room on Clubhouse on Saturdays. And it's goal setting Saturdays. So I said, well, you know, my mods need to need to hear this. And they were sending me back. They were clapping. Thank you for it. I receive it because when you get something as powerful as that, you better share Mm -hmm. it.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. And and I, I just and I love I appreciate that you're honoring my mother. So as long as uh, they know that Cheryl J. Ward is the creator of it, I actually have an oath of manifesting, which is a derivative of my mom's oath that I use It's a practice that I use with my tea, intentional sipping and conscious diving where you actually declare the oath, speak it out and sip it in. Um, you know, just to go off the rail a little bit. Water has memory. <laughs> no, no, no. Boy, no, no. We're not going off. Nope. We're getting good.
0: No, we we so, are gonna cover different. all this. We're gonna cover we're gonna cover the entire <laughs> circumference.
1: Uh, you know, water holds holds energy and memory. There's been studies show that when you speak to water, um, and and it changes actually the molecular structure of it. And our bodies are water, so the thoughts mm-hmm. you're speaking to yourself literally affect your body. Um, our bodies I think are something eighty percent water. So, uh, I'm really meditations and other manifestations So we just have this one big party because as creative folks particularly our society gives uh, much credence to the traditional paths of going to law school or being an accountant or being a doctor and a lot of times pursuing the creative artistic uh, path you, you can't recognize unless you're made um, Sorry, my husband's. You can come in, babe. No, no, no. <laughs> he thinks he can't come in. I'm going to go back. Okay, am I a chihuahua?
0: No, you, I, I have one okay,
2: too.
1: Boy, you. <laughs> Are you doing- oh, come on, baby. Uh, I forgot my train of thought. Anyway, I was saying that. Oh, okay, Dad, let me hear you. That we're pursuing this creative path. Uh, I had someone ask me a question. They said, "Do you ever feel like you left God to make it in Hollywood?" No, my my divinity.
0: Your dog is speaking.
1: <laughs> okay, Boo, come here. Come Come here, Boo. Um, my creativity brings me closer to my divinity. Mm-hmm. Because I have to rely on such great sister in the Oh, my God. This is is driving me crazy. Sorry.
2: Now, when people <laughs> listen to
0: this podcast, they're
1: <laughs> going to be
2: like... <laughs> dog, can you put me please? Come, here, please. come, on. come here, baby. Come, on, come here.
1: Okay. I may have to hold you, dog Come on. And now my pit bull is
0: right now. Oh, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's sidestep for a sec. You have a chihuahua and a pit bull. Yeah, we do. I,
1: I, I, Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think that kind of reflects my personality. Because okay. I am both this point chihuahua, little mighty mouth, and I'm also a pit bull. And he's, he's strong and... Oh, my gosh. Can you stop, please? Oh, my goodness. I'm um, going to call
2: my you, husband. Can you get going, please? Can you grab her? Thank you.
0: <laughs> please, sorry. Okay. No no, no worries. This is... Mm.
2: I told you we are going to have fun today. With Look,
0: when they listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, okay, I don't know if I'm... Learning you know, how to be a higher self or <laughs> what but that that is fine because you know what? Real life is like that. Real life is uh full of unexpected twists and turns.
1: And speaking of unexpected boy, what I love about the ultimate manifestation is that it keeps you in the place of if you we have a finite, maybe four or five ways that dreams can happen for us, right? Like you want to call this person, you think about this. If you align yourself with the infinite power presence, what some refer to as God, um, I also use the term universe that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, our English language can't even capture it. Those are the terms that we use. But when you align to that presence that is infinite and all-powerful and all-knowing, then the unexpected can happen. So it, it comes out of the human realm of, okay, the human mind can think of a certain number of ways, but the infinite mind has infinite number of ways that your dream, that your goal can happen for you. And so that's really what the Oath of Meditation is about. That's really what my tea is about, why it's affirmative prayer. I have affirmations written on my tea so that you can constantly remind yourself, get yourself in the mindset of, it's not for you alone to do it, that there is um, help and a power and a presence that is working through you to bring about your gifts and your talents in a way that only you can. So when you said unexpected, you know, I just have to put that in there. So hmm. that's important.
0: So, so since since we're 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 talking about meditations, T how do how do you say it? I've been trying to say it right. The-
1: I know I took a lot of to say for the longest time. It's meditation. meditations. So it's okay. Meditation. It's like meditation and tea. Two things that I love. I grew up with. Um one I'm drinking today is my apple cinnamon, which is really delicious. And the premium lucid tea. That I wanted to put goodness in the world and I wanted it to be anchored in this idea that we do create our lives and that we can love ourselves into our greatness. yet Hmm. So,
0: why tea? Because hmm. you—you could have. I'm sure because your mind, because you know, you—you you, you strike me as someone who is extremely together and intelligent.
2: Oh, thank you. I Got that thing going. That. On. Only on Thursday, See me on Friday. On
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too. After I get a couple of shots of tequila, then it's all a wrap. You know, I I wouldn't be asking you such insightful questions on a Friday night. But why did you choose tea as your business?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, Next to water, tea is the most consumed uh, beverage on the planet. But more importantly, um, I grew up with tea. Tea is plant medicine, as I said before, that is so loving and so giving of itself unconditionally. There are so many medicinal Uh, health properties tea that we are just learning about and so I'm fascinated by tea and herbal tea fusions a lot of my teas are herbal tea fusions Hmm. but um, it was important for me to have to put something out in the world that will align with with my belief system and if it's toxic or damaging to the body then I'm not trying to be about it because that's not who who I am so I, I love myself enough to put to pour more love into the world and so my particular, uh, I have high quality. It was really important for me to have premium loosely keys, you know, coming from Ceylon, Sri Lanka, from Africa. Um, and to, again, marry it with intention, because it's all about intentionality. Like, where is your focus? What are you saying and declaring is true about yourself and your world? And how can you manifest in a way for your beneficial presence on the planet, not just for yourself? What for everyone you meet, and that's my mission, my goal, in life. so, there it is. <laughs> so, so with
0: that, do you, and I'm, and I'm sure you do, but I want, I want to just ask it anyway because I'm not going to assume. But before you're about to audition for a major mm-hmm. role, do you mm-hmm. actually sit down with one? Of your teas, just to to, to center I yourself do. and clear your mind.
1: I it's Usually, my uh, conscious connection chamomile blend, which is a mm. beautiful blend, um, very fragrant and fragrant. And uh, I do I do have a practice while I'll, I'll connect in with my breath. And the beauty of it is, and I said this before, that the energy that is beating my heart and your heart, Floyd, and any person listening to this. Whether you're here in America or in China or in Africa, there's a connective tissue, if you will. There's something that connects us all. So what I do is I take a moment to breathe with my hot cup of tea and to connect into that energy that unifies us all. And again, this is beyond the conscious mind. This is beyond the logical mind. This is not something you think of. This is something you feel into, feel into from your heart. So yes, I will absolutely do that. Um, I have a meditation process that I do called scripting, where I take my tea and drink it and I script out and I write out things that I want to transpire, how I want this interview to go. But I, wanna, I want to, I it to be a source of connection and inspiration of a real opening for you and I both and for any in- person listening. So you declare and set your intention. And I do that with my tea, which is why I decided to share it with the world in that way. So meetings, auditions, interviews, and your day-to-day life is a way that I connect into myself, because the more you connect to yourself, the more you can connect with another human. That's what I believe.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode to your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. So (laughs) we're, we're going to go back to film because I know people. Uh, no. I know people are like. Wait a minute! I thought this was supposed to be a film podcast. But let me say this like, to everyone who's listening now and will be listening in the future:
2: mm-hmm. you
0: have to have the correct mindset. That yeah. is so important, and and I add, one question that I ask a lot of filmmakers is: How's your personal development? Exactly. If, you think, if you're an actor, or if you're exactly. in this space. How is your personal development because you're, you're, you're honing your, your acting skills, you're honing your craft, but are mm-hmm. you honing your mind? Are you exactly. strengthening your mind because this exactly. is a business of no's and if yes, you are not strong enough and resilient enough to be able to take those no's, you end up doing things that you should not do. So the fact that we've been talking about things mm-hmm. other than acting, actually, we've been talking about things all all about acting because it's all and and I have become so much better once I once I made that connection. As as mm-hmm. as a as a content creator, you know, mm-hmm. as someone who interviews other people, when I finally made that connection things really started to click because when someone would say, well, no, I don't want to come on your show. Oh, you get bummed out. But now mm-hmm. because my mindset is in an entirely different place, that's, that's not the, uh, the, the issue anymore. That's not the case anymore, but this is not about me. This is about you.
1: I was, about, What I appreciate about you. And as I mentioned to you earlier, is I love that you are consistently pouring positivity into the world mm-hmm. and helping your audience to expand who they are. That's where I come from. And you're right, we, we can no longer compartmentalize and put this part of our life over here. It's all coming from the same place. Right. And the question I love that I'll get often as an actress, like, oh, what are you working on? And that can be triggering if you're not actually on a TV show or doing something. But I quickly reframe that. I'm working on me. Yes. Because the big ultimate product that I have is myself. And the best and only relationship that you have is the one that you do have yourself. So everything sprinkling is born out of that. Your creativity is influenced by that. Your artistic expression is infused with that. So I, like you, completely share that. I mean, that's what the tea is about. That's all that other stuff, decorations. The core of it is who, you, who are you mm-hmm. as a person and how are you growing and expanding into your greatest yet to be and that comes with reflection, that comes with meditation, that comes with prayer, and and I'm gonna say reflection again because we have to constantly turn the lens within, just using a a film pun, to frame up the shot to see what's going on internally. Where am I unconsciously blocked? Where am I letting fear or past missteps determine what's possible for me in the future so i think that's what's exciting i love that that i love it so that's why i'm
0: here (laughs) awesome now i want to ask you about a couple of projects and i'm going to go back a little bit Mm -hmm. breaking news
2: oh wow yes
0: that one was interesting and it was that was a that was um a gut punch Well and, and i know and I know it was a, it was about eight years ago, but you know what good <laughs> is good, no matter when when it was shot yeah what was your process when you shot that film because Uh-oh. you have to actually go in and do what you did
1: it was deep it was um it's a short film it's probably one of the most powerful pieces of that I hold very dear and no matter what I do, always will. I was not a mother at the time, so I couldn't draw on those experiences. And what I did, which is what I do with any role, is I dive deep into the research of it. So I researched and studied cases of women mothers who got to the point where they could kill their own children, Mm -hmm. so those of you who don't know, it's a, it's a graphic, it's a graphic short. Um, I am fascinated by the human condition and really wanted to get into the psyche and heart and the mind and the soul of what would drive and a mother to do that. And there's a lot of psychological variables, there's a lack of support, um, there's hormonal, biological, and again, I'm not justifying this, so please don't come from me, y'all. Like, I'm justifying, I'm not. And it does happen, and we do see headlines often, goes off the bridge with the children, mother drowns. So there's something that's happening there. And I think if we can get into the pus of it, then we can start to heal it and transcend it. So it was very difficult. Um, it was a very difficult role to play. And I lose myself when I go there. I have to so that I can I can channel if you will women who have this experience, whether they lived it out or just thought about it, so that I can portray it authentically and bring some humanity to it. So thank you for
0: acknowledging that. Yeah, that that was a phenomenal film. And,
1: uh, you know, as,
0: being a dad, being a dad, um, when I said, oh, because I have two daughters myself. And uh-huh. that really, that really hit home. But I, I, I had watched that and I've seen, uh-oh.
1: Yeah, I lost you there for a
0: second. Oh wow, you went away, you went away, but you came back.
2: <laughs> but, okay, yeah, you do too. Okay, did too. Okay, like,
0: okay, where'd she go? Um, as I was, oh wow, kind of threw me off. You, 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 you've played a wide range of characters because I've seen that I'm going to take your man from you. <laughs> um, in which was one of the craziest films I've ever seen. That was unbelievable but mm-hmm. then um now this one i have not seen yet but i saw a lot of the trailers mm-hmm. for the um oh gosh the name's on the tip of my tongue where you hacked the affair and your husband found oh. out because
1: yeah the, the, yeah the, you, no one's seen that
0: so okay you only
1: see, yeah and that's uh that's a piece my husband and i wrote uh together And uh, we love pushing the envelope and we love shaping things up again and uh, provoking conversation and dialogue. So uh, that's another piece that I'm very proud of. And um, maybe we'll show it to the world. But, yeah, that's that's something that Craig Ross Jr. and I did together. Um, So thank you for checking that out. Yeah. Uh, I also have a piece, too. I love the, um, like I said, I'm a chihuahua and a pit bull. All in one because I I love comedies and if you go to my page I have some of my characters um, that I love to portray and do and and bring some levity and laughter also so yeah I'm like hey, why not let's do it all
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and because that was the next one I was going to get to mm. the 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 myriad of young ladies that you play the New Yorker. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah
0: right yeah you know the uh the the uh british young lady with the thong whatever
2: yeah okay now
0: but my favorite (laughs) my favorite and i and i i commented on on how you used (laughs) community college because when you said that i say hold up did she really just say I had to actually rewind that just to make sure that I heard what I heard. And then I messaged you saying, what did she just say? So tell us about those characters. Tell us about those characters and how you came up with each and every one of them.
1: They start. I talk to myself. So let's just be real clear on that. Um, and I've been doing that since I was a little girl. My mom would tell you, like, I just love playing characters. I love getting inside the skin and walking in through the world as other people. Um, uh, maybe it was a defense mechanism growing up. I don't know, but I love just seeing light through the perspective of, of someone else. And so, um, I'll be driving in the car and all of a sudden, started to me and I was like, she's from New York and she's married to Charlie. Um, I then Tangeray and, and, for those who don't know, if you go to my page, you'll see my characters. Um, and and they just kind of take over me, Floyd, quite honestly. And then they have their own backstory, their own pain, their own goals. And I just kind of surrender to it um, and let them have their way. So I, I'm actually in the process now of uh, developing a TV show around that, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully I can come back again and we can talk about that once the world sees that. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really proud of those.
0: And you know what? Again, I've watched you in a lot of a lot of different things. You're not afraid to push it. You're not afraid to push the envelope because you're 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 in a very attractive woman. So people would think that, okay, she's only gonna play a certain type of role.
2: Yeah.
0: And I've seen you with the lipstick where you're you know I'm sorry, I didn't make you I didn't mean to make you do that, but no, you're not a I love it. You're not afraid to take chances. So Thank talk you. to the actors out there who are taking up residence too much in their own mind, saying, I don't know if I can play that role because it doesn't quite fit who I am. So, so speak mm. to those, to those actors, because again, you know, your, your range is wide. So how, would, mm. what would you say to an actor who's afraid to step out of their zone of comfort?
1: Right. I can, and I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Because I took this off, so I just have found a language for myself that allows me to push past that. So I would invite Those who may be struggling uh, to find your own love language with that, meaning things you can say to yourself to push yourself um, a little farther. So if you stopped here before, why don't you go here the next time? And the biggest thing goes back to what we talked about, Floyd, is not giving a rat's ass about what other people think. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you can kind of release and free yourself of that, then you can start to go there. The other component of that is recognizing that it ain't you. It ain't you, like the beauty of being an actor is to be a conduit, um, a vessel, if you will, to tell the human condition, to tell stories. And sometimes those stories will align in, in your life and oftentimes they won't, but your responsibility, your ability to respond is not based on your own personal limited perspective, but it's based on the universal language that you get to speak and articulate, being an actor. So, if you can remember that, then it's about here to tell a vision, tell a story, rather than reflect on your personal, you know, um, life or or personality or your your little consideration. And I'm not being condescending when I'm saying your little consideration. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of things, there's so much more to life than just our own lives. Our lives matter, of course. So hear me on that, but I think you, you catch my drift, um, that it's a bigger story that you're here to tell. Right. So, I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with, with,
0: with that, let's let's go right into but well, you know what, wait a minute, hold on, because Howard University. H-U? We should have no. said, I should have asked you that at the beginning, but you know what, we were a little <laughs> discombobulated. Howard University. Yeah. What was that like for you? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't go to college. So you went to Howard University. The Howard University.
1: H- the Howard, yes. Uh, one of the best decisions of my life. Um, it was expansive. It was interesting. It was um, something that I reflect back upon fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, really uh, was a big part of my identity and and. The woman that I've become, uh, being on that quad, uh, I also danced with the Howard University marching band. So well, that was a wonderful experience. Traveling, um, you know, with the band, um, it was it was great. I mean, it was wonderful. I I wish that I maybe had maximized some of my relationships there. Yes. So uh, that's something that I, I wish because you know we have a lot of talent that is that has come out of. Howard that is continuing to come out of Howard. So uh, that's something that I wish that I, I would have like solidified and maximized those relationships more. But other than that, it was a beautiful experience. So I, I just
0: want to touch on something real quick because I was listening mm-hmm. to another interview that you did. And you mm-hmm. talked about the emphasis that both your parents placed mm-hmm. on education. You could yes. do you could do the acting. But you're going to school. Yeah. I remember you saying your, your your father said that. And um very intriguing. And 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 thank you so much for sharing that he was one of the few African Americans to actually graduate from Harvard. I was in the car yeah. listening to that today.
2: Oh my and, God. I, and
0: I I said, What? And, yeah. and so, you know what? When okay, I'm a, I'm gonna make am I'm gonna take a sidebar here when they talk about <laughs> critical race theory and what mm-hmm. they don't want you to know, it's mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. that they don't want our kids to know that this black mm-hmm. man from Chicago, humble beginnings.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And he graduated right. from Harvard. Right. Right, exactly. Our winning stories, yes. And, and obviously since that time, there've there been numerous people that have, but at the time, my father, um, Michael, Dr um, you know, that was a huge accomplishment. As you said, coming from the South side of Chicago, very humble beginnings and, uh, went to Howard university and then went to Harvard university. Um, and both of my parents, my mother also growing up South side of Chicago, humble beginnings and, uh, went on to become a teacher and then went on to become a lawyer and, um, really, again, used the principles that we talked about, which is not allowing the present situation or what you see with your eyes in front of you to determine where you can go. I think I just talked about that also on, on a podcast interview that I did. And, uh, my parents were, are my mother is still here, very big on nurturing the education part. And then my mother really fostered the creativity. So I I had the best of both worlds, which was a huge blessing. And it was also crippling for me in a lot of ways. Um, my brothers are also in academia; they are very, you know, high esteem, tenure regarded professors at prestigious universities. Uh, coming on the heels of my father, who was a medical doctor, oncologist, hematologist. My mother was a senior assistant city attorney at the city of Los Angeles, very high position. So I was surrounded with a lot of academia and intelligence and. I struggle with that um, so much. So at Howard University, um, a family member, rest in peace, who recently passed, called me and said, you know, this acting and dancing stuff is great, but your father is a doctor and your mother's a lawyer, so you need to get a real job. Mm. I actually that next day with my counselor and changed my major to psychology. So I abandoned myself in one sense. I left my pursuit of acting while I was at Howard in favor of more stability and more recognition. Again, what we talked about in terms of society um, rewarding and giving social currency to those of us that pursue paths of being a doctor or lawyer, or teacher, or accountant, um, but not so much necessarily. And that might be changing a little now. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: No, maybe not.
1: not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, <laughs> no. Gary Vee talks about mind. this
0: all the time
1: right say you're a painter people like oh, or you're a poet or you're an actress. So like, what have you been on so you get it anyway so what i'm what i'm trying to say to you floyd and with you is um it was a challenge for me to um embrace all parts of myself because the part of me that was intelligent articulate academic was rewarded and unless you're on some big shiny light show or movie that people recognize, then you're acting is like, okay, what are you doing? And that's something that that has been hard for me mm-hmm. um, that I struggle with. So, um, and still struggle with to this day, although it's getting better because I'm moving more into the space of just owning my lane and driving down that and letting other people whiz by and do their own thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Process. process.
0: Now for me, I ain't got no lane. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, this is how I look at things. It's an open road for me. Mm-hmm. And okay. because I'm always, well, you know what? I have a lane, but I'm always in everyone else's lane as well. Because mm. I'm always so open to learning that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if if I stay in mine, I'm not learning anything because I already know yeah. mine. But I'm always veering into, you know, other people's lanes, whether they want me there or not. But even though you had difficulty with that, I, Mm -hmm. you know, just listening to your other conversations, I, I strongly believe that that laid the foundation as to who you are now.
1: Absolutely. That goes back to it didn't come to harm you. It came to expand you. At the time, it looked like it, it was a derailment. It looked like it held me back. But it actually is all the ingredients that makes up the dish that is Karen Ward Ross. And this flavor, you won't get anywhere else. So I totally agree with you. If looking at the setbacks in life or things that look like they didn't work out and realizing that's all part of the marinade, that you are stewing in so that your flavor, your flavor can be so strong and so robust that nobody can get that taste anywhere else. So I totally agree. If you haven't noticed, I think speak in terms of analogies and metaphors and symbolism, that's just how my mind works. So, and I'm hungry right now. So I'm talking about food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we ain't going to keep it too much longer. Cause I can't have you fainting on the show. <laughs> They're Like what happened to Karen? Like, what did you do to her? Floyd?
1: I'm like, I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> Um, yes. I, I, I appreciate that now. I wouldn't change anything. Not one second of it. I'm glad it took me on a path. I went overseas and studied abroad uh, with my degree in psychology, which gave me a whole nother palette to play and color with. And all that I bring to my characters. I bring to my writing, to my scripts, to the, the characters I write, the characters I portray, to the projects that I produce. So it all becomes a part of the mix. So I, I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and that's so true, because I think back on the younger me, and mm-hmm. sometimes with sadness, because of, you know, it is what it is. But then I mm-hmm. look at what some of those trying times, and mm-hmm. a lot of it I did myself, but yeah. it made me the husband that I am now, and the father yes. that I am now, because... Yes. and. and it, much like yourself i wouldn't change it i'd look at it sideways if i had to go through it again <laughs> I, would not, I would not change it because it 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 while while i was in the midst of it i was like this is some bull mm. but now mm-hmm. i look back on it as a blessing because it has truly made this recipe that you see yes, before for you exactly it, it really has. It it, it it really has. But before we let you go, because we got to get you some sustenance.
2: Right, right, right.
0: Monogamy.
2: Yeah. Got to talk yes. about
0: monogamy. Where did yes. that concept come from? I know you said you and your husband. Um, because I was I, again reading and researching, and how mm-hmm. you guys wanted to do things from the perspective of a husband and wife. And you don't mm-hmm. see that a lot. And you especially mm-hmm. don't see it on Black television.
2: And right, you especially
0: right, right. don't see Black married couples leaving their spouses mm-hmm. and going yes. to somebody. Well, I'm just going to, because I don't want to, I want people to go watch. All right, so, right, no,
1: I, love, no, I love how you do it. Um, oh, something's happening here, sorry. Um, yes, so Craig Ross Jr.'s Monogamy. Uh, as you mentioned, can be streamed on All Black TV or Amazon Prime if you have that. And the beauty of it is, we, we also are everywhere in the world on Netflix. So we have a worldwide Netflix distribution deal. Here in in you know in North America, you'll have to get it through Amazon Prime or All Black. And uh, with All Black, we just finished season three, so you can you can stream seasons one and two. And I can't wait for you to get to season two, Floyd. Um, because I, I want to get your thoughts and perspective on it. So make sure you hit me up after you finish season
0: I two. will. It'll be done by the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, we, uh, you know, it's the brainchild of my husband, who I think is brilliant. And it was born out of conversations that he and I shared. Uh, a lot of times in relationships, and maybe some of you can relate to this, you won't see your partner until you're no longer with them. When you have some distance, when you have some perspective, and then you start to see like, oh, I played a part too. Or maybe you see like, you know what? That was a bullshit they were on. Whatever it is, it's usually distance and perspective that allows you to get that. And we wanted to examine and explore. Well, what if you could do that within the context of your relationship? What if you went where you thought the grass was greener to discover A, that the grass really ain't that green, or the grass is green where you water it. So that was kind of like the, the underpinning, the, the, the ethos of, of the idea. And we wanted to look at this idea of monogamy, this, this belief that one person can be your everything and should they. And we're not taking perspective on it either way. But can you look to another person to be everything for you, should you? Where do you come in in that? Where do you fulfill those needs for yourself? So again, these are just questions. We like asking questions and it's really for the audience to interpret and give their own answers. But it's just, it's thought provoking, it's different. It's spacious, it's delicious, it's sexy. So check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. And who, the wife of Darien, who was it, Darius, Darius,
2: Darius? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, his, it's wife, his wife is interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Very and, interesting.
0: Uh, and, and, and then um, the other young lady that's married to the boxer, I kept looking yep. at her and I said, now, why? Where? Wh- who is this young lady? And then my wife walks in and she says, oh, that's Ron's daughter. I said, I thought, yeah. I said, I thought, because yes. I, I, I kept staring at the screen saying, who is
1: this? Yeah, we have, a, we have a great cast with some really strong, compelling acting. And the number one comment that we get is, oh my gosh, I didn't, I look at my relationship differently. And that's what Craig and I really wanted to create. We wanted to create conversations for people to look at themselves and their relationships differently and start asking different questions. So, yeah, and all of our, you know, Jill Marie Jones, Wesley Jonathan, Darius McQuarrie, uh, Christy Ferris, Blue... Um, Oh my gosh, Blue's last name Blue. I love you, but your last name eluded uh, um, me. Uh, who am I missing? If I miss somebody charge it to my head, not my heart.
0: Well, you know and, You're hungry, so you're you you know
1: that's <laughs> exactly. okay.
0: You're you're a little lightheaded right now, and I get it.
1: <laughs> um, or go to you know we're also on Instagram, Ross Junior, C R J M series. Go to my page; you'll see it on there. And we have season three coming out, so it'll be a lot of a lot of stuff.
0: So where can, besides that, besides Instagram, where else can people, I know they can Google you, but you know, some people just like, man, where can I find, so where can they find the award-winning actress, Karen Ward-Ross?
1: Wow. Well, thank you, John. Truthfully, it is going to be Instagram. That's kind of where it's at for me. Okay. That's where I'm, yeah, I put all my, my stuff out there, the things that I have going on, my thoughts, my projects. Um, some inspiration. So yeah, that would be the best place at Karen Ward Rock. If you want my tea, um, this is a great one too uh, that I think you'll like, Floyd. It's an herbal daily detox, uh, the Manifests You blend. Uh, they can go to meditations.com or again on my social channels. They're all there. So my stuff is all there, but I have some good stuff coming. So I'm excited to share. Yeah,
0: that that is phenomenal. This has been a phenomenal conversation. It started yeah. off a little rocky.
2: That's okay. That's all right. right. That is
0: all right. But you That's know what? What does it say? It's not a headline. What, what's that? What was? What was that? Um, phrase you say?
1: Oh, I said it's from uh, my Godfather, Michael Bernard Beckwith. Headlines are a prayer request, and, and what I said was that it's not just what you see in the media, but you know, the headlines of your life are a prayer request, which is a call to go deeper and to expand. So yeah, so we expanded. That's all it is. Big pandy. This was an expansive conversation.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and spending a little bit of your time with me, because as I always say, time is a commodity that you can never get back. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you decided to spend a little time with me and the folks of a conversation with is so greatly appreciated. Ladies and gentlemen. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast. But more importantly, this is what I want each and every one of you to do. I want you to go to All Black and subscribe. And once you subscribe, make sure that you watch seasons one and seasons two of Monogamy, a Craig Ross Jr. production starring his (laughs) phenomenal wife, Karen Ward Ross. It's it's do. all about us supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, views, and DM. Because my, my character is
1: a, is, a, is a different character. She's got some things going on. Oh She's yeah, your character.
0: Sexual... Yeah, your character. Because yeah. I saw I saw um I saw a clip from season two with Sansa Ray and that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that name.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. when
0: I looked at, it, I said, "Well, <laughs> it
1: you can interview my husband, the Inevitable Craig Jr. Because um, uh, you know, and he's got, a, especially for the filmmakers, and coming from Boston, the East Coast, um, it, it, graduating NYU. You know, my husband has done television. He does, you know, features. He does it all, and he's he's got a brilliant mind. So I think you and him, and you know, he's all about the mindset, also, of course.
2: Oh, I, um, I researched
0: him too. I didn't just research him. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> look, I, I I refuse to come on any any anything sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: And you did your research, Floyd. I want to give you your flowers, too. I really appreciate all the positivity and how you encourage people to go after their dreams, so that's really important. I honor you for that. Um, I think it's great what you're doing. I'm so happy that we got to have this time, and I would love to you know, continue the conversation with your audience. So guys, please follow me, DM me. Let's keep the conversation going. It's been it's really been delightful.
0: Well, you know what? I ain't got nothing else to say after that. So on that <laughs> note, <laughs> we are going to end this amazing discussion and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And I truly hope you learned something and you take something away from this conversation that you can immediately incorporate into your business yes. and into your life.
2: Yes.
0: And on that note, thank you guys so much. And this has been a conversation with Karen Ward-Ross. Thank you so much.
2: Bye. Thank you.